Hi, Steve Cooper, and welcome to another Rank Success podcast. And uh, today's podcast is about diversity, equality, and inclusion. It's a uh, topic, or they are topics that are emerging uh, with a prominence within promotion selection processes across forces. And I've decided to call this blog really a, a dragonfly eye view of DEI diversity, equality and inclusion. And the reason for that really is it's such a broad subject that uh, I can't possibly do it justice in this short podcast, but you can uh, once you've listened to it and reflected on it, uh, read through my blogs uh, on the same topic on my site, ranksuccess.co.uk. And if you really want to take a kind of quantum leap forward with your promotion preparation and arrive in your uh, promotion interview or your assessment centre or selection process in the best shape you can be uh, then you can download one of my digital toolkits uh, for bespoke to sergeant so PCD sergeant or sergeant to inspector and chief inspector there's also a four-hour digital um, uh, video four-hour masterclass video uh, and you can buy all of those individually or uh, as a bundle so just getting started then, <clears throat> diversity, equality and inclusion. Um, none of this is uh, anything other than doing the right thing. It's about doing the right thing morally and it's about doing the right thing ethically within an organisation. So there's a strong link straight away to the competency and values framework there. And all of this stuff is um, interlinked, if you like, in terms of your promotion preparation. So just to put that in context, um, you know, police forces, like all public sector organisations, are focused around how to eliminate inadvertent discrimination in their assessment and selection processes. And it includes promotion of diversity, quality and inclusion, so DEI. And in my blogs that I've <coughs> I'm currently doing a trilogy of blogs on this topic or this nature, uh, it will give you a, a good grounding uh, and enable you to be able to discuss these concepts meaningfully and to help you make meaning of them as part of your leadership CPD and giving you a grounding and providing some essential reading around that subject or around these subjects. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that kind of brought this to the fore for me is the fact that uh, Kent Police uh, have just introduced a uh, diversity and inclusion academy and as part of their processes for selecting their leaders they have introduced a pre-interview board so a interview board before your promotion interview board specifically to focus upon these issues diversity equality and inclusion so this is to get an idea about how the people that they are thinking of promoting uh, uh, behave, how they think, how well informed they are and as you can imagine if you're not aware of these issues you're probably going to be struggling in a pre-interview focused specifically on these issues to do well. So that's what this blog's about, sorry this podcast is about, well my blogs are as well but uh, specifically this podcast is around helping you to do that and I always point out in these podcasts that I know your time is precious. So if you're listening to this while you're driving or you're walking your dog or you're just relaxing, um, 
you can listen to it by all means <coughs> and play it back whenever you want to, but you can also download a digital toolkit and hit the ground running uh, as you wish. So we're going to look at some <coughs> developments. As I've said, I've started looking at that one in, in, in Kent with a pre-interview board. And whether you get a pre-interview board or you don't, these issues are exactly the same and uh, they may well be interspersed throughout your promotion interview or through your assessment centre. Uh, so these issues can be tested in various ways or your knowledge of them. So, you know, my main aim as a, as a promotion uh, and leadership coach or mentor is to support you uh, as an aspiring leadership candidate. And part of this really involves you keeping yourself informed on current issues to help you prepare successfully for opportunities such as promotion boards to progress your career. And so with that in mind, I'm just going to share some insights and some food for thought around this um, highly topical and sometimes controversial uh, subject or subjects uh, specifically relating to promotion interview and selection processes. So the first kind of point of focus really is um, why is diversity, equality and inclusion important for police promotion? Well, that's a question to you, first and foremost, just in case you're kind of sitting back in relaxed mode listening to this. It's about getting you on that point to think about if that was a promotion question to you on the board, why is diversity, equality and inclusion important for police promotion? You will be in a position to start responding to that. Uh, if not now, then perhaps m more so after you've reflected on this podcast. So if you imagine that as a potential question, um, the concepts are overwhelmingly front and centre, uh, generally in public discourse and news and online debate. Um, UK sports have got a diversity, equality and inclusion policy. Uh, other organisations have, so it's unsurprising that the police have as well. Um, and it's all the zeitgeist really at the moment, the current nature of the focus of priorities in organisations and ultimately as I alluded to earlier on it's about making organisations a fairer place to work with respect that takes account of everybody's needs uh, and protected characteristics and I shall talk about more of those um, but ultimately to make organisations a place where uh, people feel uh, as though they want to look forward to coming to work, they enjoy it at work, it's a safe space for them psychologically and I'll talk about that as well. Um, but essentially, the public sector equality duty <clears throat> is part of the Equality Act and its objectives requires public bodies to have due regard to the following three points when conducting their functions. To eliminate unlawful discrimination, to advance equality of opportunity and to foster or encourage good relations. So obviously in the policing, there's an additional context of CVF values, and you can read my uh, blogs around those on my site, but essentially issues such as fairness and human rights and impartiality and more all overlay and overlap uh, with these themes. So as I said before, it's morally and ethically the right thing to do to get the best out of people. So your role as a sergeant, inspector, chief inspector is about uh, leadership for people, performance and change. Now people, uh, it can be a complex issue. Um, you've got to deliver performance while you're doing it. And change is the zeitgeist, is part of what's happening now. 
and I shall talk about more about that in this podcast. Um, but it's about creating that environment, you creating that environment as a leader, as a manager, as a supervisor, where everyone can feel comfortable in being themselves to innovate and to thrive and to excel. And, and this helps maximise their own potential uh, as well as the performance of the organisation. So that's the kind of thinking behind it. That's why you're doing it, uh, if you didn't already know. Uh, and the approach aligns to the code of ethics and the definition of exemplary standards of, of police behaviour, really. So you do well to look at the Policing Vision 2020, 2025, uh, which includes objectives around building a culture of valuing difference and diversity and openness. So there's lots of literature around that can help you. Um, <clears throat> and you may also be interested in a recent podcast I did uh, with um, Simon Foy, a QPM, a former um, Metropolitan Police Commander, who makes the point that all of this really is not far from the, the um, Pelian principles of policing. So essentially the police are the public and the public are the police. So never far from that with these issues. Um, <clears throat> and also when you look at the um, Peel reports, so the police effectiveness, efficiency and legitimacy reports that are done by HMIC of forces on a regular basis, there's a whole section around legitimacy. How legitimate do the um, communities, do the public in your force area think that you are uh, uh, in terms of how you deliver policing services? So plenty of stuff there. Um, just as a kind of introductory um, ramble or preamble, if you like, to my podcast. So equality and diversity and inclusion questions have been part of interviews and selection processes for promotion to the more strategic ranks of um, inspector, chief inspector, and certainly through superintending ranks over a period of time. And as I said, it's uh, it's kind of becoming a more of a focus now, certainly at inspector level. Uh, so in the Kent boards with the pre-promotion um, interviews, uh, but I would imagine this will pan out if you like. I have um, blogged before about the postcode lottery of the various um, promotion selection processes across the UK. So again, have a look at my site if you want to look at that. <clears throat> and I've also got uh, a, a section on equality, diversity and inclusion in the digital download guides that you can download uh, from my site. So just get your thinking cap on. And here's the first question, if you like, for you to start thinking about <clears throat> if you were to face this question on a promotion board, how well equipped would you be to deal with it? So as a newly promoted sergeant or inspector or chief inspector, how would you support and manage someone under your team returning from maternity leave and effectively integrate them back into the team? So it's just an example question really, but it raises a lot of issues. First and foremost, what do you know about your own force policies? What do you know about the rights of someone in that situation? So as a manager, as a leader, as a supervisor, you're starting to think about these issues, taking responsibility for them, and to be able to demonstrate your response, if you like, to a potential promotion board question and to get you into that zone of thinking because that's the kind of thing that's going to be appearing in uh, promotion boards. Um, as I say, they have previously featured, uh, but they're definitely dropping down through the rank structure now so that the culture of the organisation 
is um, strengthened, if you like, uh, by the uh, process of scrutinising the knowledge and the thoughts uh, and the behaviours of potential leaders. So <clears throat> I do pepper these um, podcasts from time to time with, with quotes that I find inspiring and relevant and meaningful. And this one by Arthur Chan is quite good. Um, diversity is a fact. Equity is a choice. Inclusion is an action. And belonging is an outcome. So that's a quote by Arthur Chan, which summarises these issues quite nicely in a nice, neat quote. Um, but these diversity, equality and inclusion issues can be posed as a question from many different angles and behaviours, uh, whether it's about how you include people in your decision making, uh, exploring your emotional awareness, being collaborative, or just part of you know values-based questions around fairness and respect for human rights. So. The competency and values framework is <clears throat> a values-based framework. Uh, you know, police recruitment is values-based recruitment and leadership within policing is values-based leadership. So you can see there's a kind of current theme here and none of these issues are far from that. And as I said before, they overlap and intertwine uh, rather than being separate elements on their own. So some officers find these concepts really challenging to get their, their head around. And I know that because when I speak to them and I ask them questions about these issues, um, it can tend to fry their brains, particularly if they're busy. Um, they've rung me to get some help. They didn't really expect difficult questions. Uh, but part of my role is to help you become more comfortable uh, in terms of responding to issues that are happening uh, around you, um, more widely around the world and nationally, and certainly as a focus for your force to help deliver policing services within communities. So <clears throat> being able to articulate your own understanding and around some of the terminology and the language uh, is important, whether that's in um, response to a police promotion interview question or an application form for your promotion or um, another element of the various promotion assessments that are used across forces. So, as I said before, some of that can be, you can get a quick snapshot of those from my digital downloadable guides and my toolkits uh, <clears throat> for bespoke ranks, uh, PC to sergeant or the sergeant to inspector and chief inspector toolkits. Uh, and they cover these issues together with the role, um, leadership aspects and uh, many other uh, issues that will help overlap and supplement your your effective preparation if you like for a promotion opportunity um, so sometimes the language can be bamboozling for some people even though we kind of use it every day so what I wanted to do is just quickly go through some of the terms because if you don't know what they are it's going to be very difficult to talk meaningfully about them and how you're going to help uh, build that environment and address these issues so um, Simple question, what is diversity? Well, I just want you to hold that space for a minute, but uh, I'll fill it here for now. Um, but diversity represents the various identities and differences that people hold, be they physical, belief-based or experiential. So diversity, if it could talk, would ask who's in the room? And diversity is often equated to just the nine protected characteristics. 
so age, disability, gender reassignment, marriage and civil partnership, pregnancy and maternity, race, religion, belief and sex and sexual orientation. So in my blogs you can see some, some links to relevant videos and other resources out there in the world to help you understand this but you know this kind of stuff transcends what I call or think about as pigeonholing if you like. So the ultimate diversity is that of thought, the diversity of thought that reflects everyone's characteristics whether they're physical or psychological and their experiences and ideas. So have an understanding about what diversity is, ask yourself that question and practice you know responding to it to a friend, a colleague or a loved one or record yourself but it's a, it's a fair question what is diversity and then try and make that meaningful within your role as a uh, aspiring leader within the police service. Next question, what is equality? Well, one, one definition of equality is that it refers to the fair treatment of people, equal opportunity and or equal access to resources. Equality, if it could talk, would say, who's trying to get in the room but can't? So have a think about that and what you, your understanding is around equality. And the next question, what is inclusion? And inclusion simply refers to the active engagement and participation of all people, be it in relation to decisions, ideas or actions. And inclusion, if it could talk, would ask, have everyone's ideas been heard? And the higher you go through the ranks, the greater the importance of these facets or these aspects to the role. And this is because of the increasing influence that you can have through your interpersonal skills, building relationships and the responsibilities that you'll have in the more senior police leadership roles and particularly Chief Inspector, which is, you know, uh, the way I think about it, as the gateway to superintendent, if you like. But all of these issues transcend rank um, and they're the behaviours that you know, we want to see in terms of the culture uh, and values of the organisation. So in relation to that discrimination, so have a think about what you understand discrimination to be. It's quite broad, um, but it's often misunderstood as a concept in this context. So discrimination describes where there is unjust or prejudicial treatment of different categories of people, particularly in relation to their protected characteristics and it's rightly illegal under the Equality Act 2010. So it's important to remember that everyone's characteristics are protected, not just those who happen to fall into minority uh, categories. So the most inclusive leaders, that's you, will involve everyone's ideas and their views and their needs. And you'll see that as part of the criteria for the CVF. So again, as I've said, it all overlaps. The focus in policing tends to be on uh, increasing representation and the pro progression, if you like, of those in underrepresented groups through positive action. So whether discrimination is overt or inadvertent matters not. Um, policing is rightly focused on removing it in the workplace to ensure fairness and inclusion and to meet uh, obligations under the Equality Act. So I've kind of slowed that down as an introduction for you because I'm on a podcast and I want you to kind of be able to listen to it and absorb it. Um, so some of the other 
um, aspects in this introductory part of the language. Um, positive action. So positive action refers to a range of legal methods, legal methods to remove potential discrimination or barriers for underrepresented groups, such as bespoke training or workplace adjustments or other supportive mechanisms. So positive action is often confused or used synonymously with positive discrimination. Don't make that mistake. Put simply, there's nothing positive about discrimination. Such actions remain illegal and unjust and whoever's been excluded or treated with prejudice as a result. So um, have a look at the UK government's diversity and inclusion strategy from 2018 to 2025. It gives a, another useful overview for further reading and especially, as I've said, because DEI is starting to feature more as a focus in police promotion interviews and wider selection processes for the federated ranks. So in a nutshell, the government strategy is to ensure we continue to champion equality and diversity in all that we do, whether it concerns our staff or the wider public. So you've got that broad over um, view, if you like, of the UK's strategy from 2018, UK government strategy from 2018 to 2025, which lays out the desired behaviours. Okay, <clears throat> so um, leadership then, um, great expectations. So there are expectations of you as a leader within the context of these uh, issues, diversity, equality and inclusion and good leadership. Uh, there's a quote by Doris Cairns Goodwin that says that good leadership requires you to surround yourself with people of diverse perspectives who can disagree with you without fear of retaliation. So that's quite interesting for you to kind of, a thought for you to hold. And uh, you know, whatever your perspective on these matters, as a leader, you will be expected to take on additional responsibilities and accountabilities when managing people and resources and processes. It all sounds like a headache, doesn't it? It sounds quite complex. And if it's not for you, that's okay. You, you don't have to put yourself forward for a leadership role. You can choose to stay where you are, um, delivering professional policing in line with the code of ethics. But for those who want to develop their leadership potential, including shouldering additional challenges like this, learning about and researching these topics uh, ahead of a promotion opportunity uh, is essential. So there is uh, a video that I've done. I also do some YouTube videos and I've done one on diversity, equality and inclusion. And uh, again, that's something to supplement and, and complement this, this podcast. So when you're aspiring to um, formal police leadership positions like Sergeant Inspector or Chief Inspector, you'll also be expected to cultivate that sense of inclusion for individuals. Um, who have different experiences or they're from various backgrounds and making others aware of the importance of DEI um, will enhance and develop organisational capability and service delivery and capacity. So what are your thoughts on how you will meet these expectations or this expectation? So let's kind of visit another practice promotion board question. How will you enhance inclusion in the workplace to deliver better policing in this force? 
How will you enhance inclusion in the workplace to deliver better policing in this force? It's a good question for you to focus on. It's a forward-facing question, how will you? And it will tap into your current knowledge and awareness of this. And if you're not ready to answer that question yet or to respond to it, um, that's okay. That's what this podcast is all about and the resources that I offer uh, with the four-hour masterclass, uh, digital toolkits and all the free guides and videos that I also offer on YouTube and on my blog. So first things first, taking ownership and personal responsibility for your CPD is another essential leadership behaviour and not least because CPD is often a killer question in promotion interviews and to get around that um, reading is an essential part of your ongoing development in order for you to stay abreast of and to understand the latest issues in policing and this as I alluded to earlier on is one of the latest issues in policing you can argue it's always been there but it's certainly been brought more to the fore now certainly within um, promotion selection processes so the College of Policing recently did a disability, um, sorry, the College of Policing recently did in conjunction with the National Police Chiefs Council and a disability advocate organisation called Purple Space. Um, they recently published a workplace adjustments report uh, which explored diversity and inclusion for individuals with disability or neurodiverse conditions. Um, it's not for the faint-hearted, it's 133 pages, so I made a short uh, three-minute video of it, which you can find on my YouTube channel, just to help communicate the findings and to help aspiring leaders quickly familiarise themselves with the contents of it. Um, so, just to recap on that, some of the language, you know, uh, and some of the intro um, parts of this, this podcast. Understanding your responsibility to kind of raise your awareness around these issues, to understand what is, what diversity is, and being able to explain it. What is equality? And what is inclusion? And what's the background supporting legislation? Um, what What's your current level of knowledge and awareness in relation to this? And, you know, are you able at the moment to respond meaningfully to those questions with a five or seven minute um, structured response? based on your um, uh, professionalism and if you're not it's okay uh, you now know what's ahead of you and uh, I'm going to move on now to some other issues around um, leadership uh, on these these themes so uh, here's another quote to get you started um, diversity is the mix inclusion is making the mix work that's by Andres Tapia. It's a quote, and <clears throat> I generally um, encourage and strongly, strongly ag advocate, really, that promotion candidates should commit to a depth and a breadth of focused preparation to help them get it right first time. And you'll see testimonials on my site, quite a lot of them now, where people have got this right first time they've just sailed straight through a promotion selection process but it wasn't easy it was hard because promotion isn't easy it's hard if it was easy everyone would be going for it and they're not so this um, podcast really is around looking at this specific 
area of your preparation for a board or a pre-board if, if that's what they do in your force and getting yourself match fit ahead of the curve and ready in relation to these so as i alluded to kent police are overtly if you like increasing the focus on diversity and inclusion as part of their public sector equality duty um, they've launched that diversity and inclusion academy as part of progressing their equality objectives and in the context of promotion they've also introduced the initial um, DEI um, pre-board if you like. Um, the interview questions will still be assessed against structured behaviours and values and the CVF um, but the matter the subject matter of the questions if you like is specific around these themes so how will you value diversity promote equality and facilitate inclusion among colleagues and the community. So <clears throat> whether you're your knowledge around diversity, equality and inclusion is tested or assessed in a pre-board in your own force or not. Um, you can reflect and learn from this podcast um, on the developments and use it to, to help focus and support your own preparation. And this will ultimately um, prevent you getting tripped up by forward-facing questions or what I uh, have labelled or alluded to previously as booby trap questions. Of course, there's no booby trap questions per se, but um, if you're not prepared for them, you may trip over the common mistakes that people make uh, in relation to answering promotion board questions. So, you know, being prepared means knowing what to expect. And this podcast is alluding to some of the things that you can expect so some of the themes that you might be expected to respond to questions about or share your knowledge of um, might include the Equality Act, so the underpinning legislation. There is other legislation as well. Um, the nine protected characteristics, the public sector equality duty, um, your forces equality and inclusion objectives. So just, just recap and have a rethink what is your current level of knowledge around these areas start building from there uh, i've alluded to your reading so um, have a look at my youtube videos um, there is a reader's corner there um, harry truman uh, came up with a good quote not all readers are leaders but all leaders are readers and when people say they haven't got the time to read as they do to me sometimes um, i can't really do anything about that um, we all have 24 hours in the day and we all prioritise what's important to us. So what I do is encourage people to read. I have got a reader's corner on my YouTube, so I understand that your time is valuable and you don't want to be reading War and Peace and the Tale of Two Cities if you don't want to, um, and if you don't need to. And you certainly don't want to be reading through all your force um, policies because that's utterly useless. Uh, however, you might need to know certain policies and particularly the question I alluded to earlier on around um, you know, how you're going to support someone on maternity leave back into the workplace is something that you can go and find very quickly in policy, but then also think it through as what's the right thing to do and what will you do and, uh, and to start researching what the right thing to do is. Okay, so um, one of the reading um, recommendations that I would uh, encourage you to have a look at at least is uh, Matthew Syed's book Rebel Ideas The Power of Diverse Thinking 
that's a good start. Um, I haven't put it in my all readers lead yet, but uh, I may do as a summary. But in it, he argues for the power of bringing people together who think differently from one another. And I particularly like the following quote, if you like, from it, which is about moving beyond keyword bingo, as some people call this, to helping people absorb the essence of diversity into their leadership actions. And the quote is, diversity isn't some optional add-on. It isn't the icing on the cake. Rather, it is the basic ingredient of collective intelligence. So it's quite a powerful quote and one for, to think and reflect on, but pigeonholing people according to one-dimensional issues like protected characteristics seems to be quite popular today. Uh, but the ultimate diversity is recognising that every individual, um, including their different perspectives, experiences and capabilities that they bring to a team. So I've blogged before on um, the importance of thinking differently. So Edward de Bono's six thinking hats, approaching thinking and problems and challenges from different angles. And the CVF is also a really good resource for you to read through and to pull out some pointers about the behaviours that will be expected of you in relation to and aligned to these themes. So just to recap, uh, here's a couple of practice questions for you to jot down. What does diversity mean to you? Why is it important in policing? How will you build and lead a diverse team? And how are the nine protected characteristics relevant to your leadership? So it will help your confidence um, a great deal if you are able to speak knowledgeably on these issues. Uh, and the fact that you're listening to this podcast um, is a great start just to developing your awareness. And I hope it certainly helps you in that respect. So effective preparation will require some knowledge of your force equality objectives, uh, which point to the right thing to do. Um, and there's a, a good quote here from Essex Police um, around uh, everyone's characteristics being protected. So uh, here's the quote, um, everyone should consider themselves included. Younger and older people with visible or hidden disabilities, people who are black, Asian, white or mixed, heterosexual women and men, LGB plus people, trans people, travellers, people of different faiths and non, people of different health or socioeconomic status and people who think differently. And that's a great squat, a great quote, sorry, by Vernal Scott, who is the diversity and inclusion manager of Essex Police. And it's quite broad reaching. So food for thought there. Uh, you may want to play that back and listen to that quote because it encapsulates what it's all about. But when I talked about, um, when I introduced this blog, so I've gone through some of the introductory issues there. Um, and we're away through those now. We're 35 minutes into this podcast. Um, but what I called this podcast was a dragonfly eye view of diversity, equality and inclusion. So what we've done just now up to here is we've just gone through some of the basics, really. Um, an expectation of your awareness as an aspiring leader that you're up to date. You've got your finger on this stuff. 
uh, this is the zeitgeist. You don't want to stand still or things will pass you by. And if you're going to be going into a pre-board or a pre-promotion interview where the focus is on these issues, you want to be match fit and ready for that opportunity to be the best you can. Um, I think it goes a bit deeper than that. It goes right down to the heart, to integrity of you and your actions as a leader. What do you have in store for the people that you're going to lead when you're successfully promoted? How will you behave towards them? What can they expect from you? And if you don't know any of these issues, or your knowledge around these issues is limited, then your leadership may well be limited in turn. So calling it the dragonfly eye um, view is, uh, there's method in my madness, and I'll, 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 I'll explain to it now. I'll explain a bit about it now. Um, dragonflies have large compound eyes with thousands of lenses and photoreceptors. Uh, and by analogy, they see multiple perspectives all at once, like a kaleidoscope. So you can think of this as widening the aperture on an issue or a problem viewing it through multiple lenses, whilst also taking a more strategic perspective by floating above and considering the overall picture, rather than being embroiled uh, among the battles and opposing views between various sides. So it's not just important to the CVF values, such as impartiality and fairness, but it's a central part of developing your own emotional intelligence, uh, which is why diversity, quality and inclusion questions are often asked in relation to the CVF competency were emotionally aware. So a dragon flies eye view, if you like, of the ideological battleground, because there is an ideological battleground around these issues. Um, it can be, uh, DEI can be a controversial subject. So drawing conflicting and strong opinions from all sides. Um, not least because you know protected characteristics are so personal and many people closely relate them to their personal identity and belief system so there's a quote by aristotle um, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it and you might consider aristotle's quote as a measure of how innovative and open-minded there's a cvf competency um, a person can be. Can you think of a, a controversial subject or an idea and just consider it in your head? So if someone exposes you to a new idea, new thoughts, new language, can you apply critical thinking and explore its strengths and its weaknesses and then apply it to your own leadership development and considerations and its McKinsey uh, the organisational research company that described this approach as having a dragonfly eye view of the world. Um, and it can be very helpful, certainly as a leader, uh, to, to, to adopt that approach from time to time. And certainly when you're preparing for a promotion selection process around these issues. Um, one of the other kind of ways of thinking about it is, um, if I steal the kind of analogy from the Matrix, uh, the film with uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, there's a famous scene in there uh, where it's called the red pill or the blue pill. And uh, in the scene, in the movie, uh, Morpheus is played by Lawrence Fishburne and he offers Neo, played by Keanu Reeves, an option 
a choice. And he says to him, you take the blue pill and the story ends. You wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So if you haven't seen that film, um, he's offered the choice between the red or the blue pill. And each pill represents something. Taking the blue pill is to choose a life of ignorance, refusing to shatter the illusion that you're living in. And the red pill offers the path of finding out a truth, providing opportunity to forever change knowledge and perception of reality. And in the context of the film, taking the red pill means that Neo will discover he's basically a slave to a dream world sculpted by machines. Of course, there's no going back after learning something so shocking. But if he was to take the blue pill, he'd continue to be imprisoned in a comfortable simulation. Now, of course, Neo decides to take the red pill and the fantastical kind of film trilogy, if you like, which I love, I love the film, is, is, uh, is coming out with a, a new um, update to that story in December 2021 for the film buffs amongst you. Uh, but when it comes to the issues of diversity, equality and inclusion, which pill will you take? Because the blue pill will keep you comfortable, staying as you are, knowing exactly what you are with your current level of knowledge, sticking to what you know, stuck in your current rank as the world moves on and passes you by. Now you may be confused and bemused um, with the change of focus around promotion and development that's happening around you or around in other forces and you may at best be uh, a bystander to that change and the temptation is to keep what you know um, to maintain the status quo, um, take the blue pill, ignore all the national developments uh, but that might place your leadership prospects in peril. Um, you'll be blissfully unaware of why you didn't, but others did progress. And that's a, a good little um, summary, if you like, of, you know, you can stay as you are. This stuff is challenging. It can be daunting. It can be amusing, and it can be confusing. So the way to resolve that, the way to combat that, is to kind of take the red pill and go down the rabbit hole with this because it can be a rabbit hole because there are many strong and opposing views to some of the language, some of the terminology, some of the ideas academically, intellectually. But essentially, you know, you can go down and find out more about it. And when you surface, if you like, from the rabbit hole, just understand we're talking about the context of you your police leadership in the modern 21st century policing environment and taking account of people's needs and their abilities and their differences and it's all about the context of your role as a police leader and manager and supervisor and by doing that research by going down that rabbit hole if you like you can find out more about the truth of situation of the situation and you'll be a more informed person for doing this your own research so using your own knowledge of the zeitgeist if you like to meaningfully create that and maintain an inclusive environment in which your officers and staff
can innovate and thrive and excel and be the best they can be. Um, and psychological safety is something that's also an issue. Um, research by Google um, has shown that, you know, organisations that have psychological safety where people can come to work, talk about their needs, they have an outlet, they can have their needs met in the organisation. So not just reasonable adjustments, but the ability to speak up and be heard rather than um, not listened to and to be able to make meaningful contributions to the direction of the organisation and to working practices. And it's all really an important linked factor in team performance. So there's, there's research out there to back that up. So what will you do? What is the environment that you're going to create for your staff? Why? What's important about it? So you can convert that and be proactive verbally around that issue. You know, as a newly promoted leader, I will ensure that the environment I create for my staff will be one in which they can innovate and thrive and excel and look forward to coming to work. I'll listen, I'll um, take account of their needs. It's just talking about and alluding to the behaviours that are expected of you. But sometimes joining this all up together um, can be difficult at first, but like any other questions on a promotion board, you can develop your own responses to them and generally the best way to do that is to read through it. Um, and although I've talked about it as a dragon's fly, I um, view about the many perspectives surrounding this, um, you know, think about the perspectives that you might need to consider. Um, but essentially, what commitment will you make today to develop your knowledge around these issues and to help you succeed with your promotion aspirations and ultimately though, at the end of the day, to become a better leader? Um, as I say, I have a digital toolkit um, that you can download um, to help support effective preparation. There's a four hour promotion masterclass uh, that I offer and there are also free YouTube videos at Rank Success YouTube and blogs at ranksuccess.co.uk. This is just one podcast in amongst lots of other podcasts and blogs and videos um, uh, and this one is focused as I say on diversity equality and inclusion and whilst I've kind of covered a lot of ground in this in this podcast so far even though we've done some basic introductions and we've talked about a perspective of a dragonfly eye view of this situation none of this is far from the basic Pelian principles or the oath that you personally swore upon joining the police I do solemnly and sincerely declare and affirm that I will well and truly serve the Queen in the office of constable with fairness, integrity, diligence and impartiality, upholding fundamental human rights and according equal respect to all people and that I will, to the best of my power, cause the peace to be kept and preserved and prevent all offences against people and property and that while I continue to hold the said office, I will, to the best of my skill and knowledge, discharge all the duties thereof faithfully according to the law. So as you can see, all of this topic, these, these themes, these language, etc. is never far from the oath that you took and the behaviours expected of you. And, you know, whilst this is a promotion blog, leadership is delivered at all levels of the organisation. So it's entirely appropriate.
um, to be talking about the um, the oath that he's sworn and the behaviours that are um, within it. So, I mean, <clears throat> hopefully I've set the scene there for the work for you to do. There's some references, some links, some signposting uh, and direction there for you. Um, some of the other aspects and, and, and interwoven um, themes and terminology include, you know, critical race theory and white privilege, um, intersectionality, unconscious bias and microaggressions. Um, all of this is, is language that's either new to you or maybe um, unfamiliar, but it's certainly language you can get to grips with. Start exploring, have a look and see where that fits. So intersectionality you may never have heard of, um, or you may, but in short, it describes the cumulative and combined effects of multiple forms of discrimination based on class, racism and sex, which overlap especially in the experiences of marginalised individuals or groups. So other words, if you like, for intersectionality include parallel, connecting or coexisting. And there's a Merriam-Webster article on intersectionality that also acknowledges the controversy that surrounds the term. Intersectionality, it says, isn't a term without controversy. Some people object to the technical nature of the term and the concepts it addresses. It's been described by some as divisive. Those objections notwithstanding, it looks like it may very well be a word that's here to stay. And if you are facing a promotion board, don't be surprised if you get asked to share with the board your knowledge around the term intersectionality and how that may uh, affect or um, be part of your leadership going forward uh, within the organisation. So it's notable that several forces have already adopted some of these ideas, theories, uh, as part of supporting their equality objectives. Um, one force, Devon and Cornwall Police, are rolling out unconscious bias training for staff. Um, more recently, uh, in 2021, uh, they're also offering bystander intervention training to help understand and challenge um, microaggressions and aiming to make the workplace more inclusive to all characteristics. So again, if you're not aware of these terms and uh, you know the more strategic perspective of how these issues are playing out in the wider world, um, maybe you want to just research and reflect. And as I say, I've provided plenty of links and, and signposting direction to get you started. Um, and then when you're ready, you know, resurface from it, if you like, from the rabbit hole uh, and ask yourself, self-coaching, what do I know now? How might these issues, these new learning points be relevant to colleagues and communities? in my force and uh, you know just reflect and sit back and think around these issues and these terms and how they may feature uh, not only on a promotion board as potential questions testing your knowledge and probing what you what you know um, but ultimately how they affect you uh, going forward uh, as a leader of a team or teams um, and sometimes as an, of, of an organisation or certainly departments, how will you behave, um, how will you meet the needs of individuals, how will you meet uh, and behave in accordance with the equality objectives of the force. Um, but essentially, you know, um, the, 
the option, if you like, is there for you now. If we just hold this space for a minute, it's there for you now to start finding more out, uh, more and more um, information about to support you in going forward. So, I mean, that is a, um, we're up to, what, 52 minutes now in this podcast. There's a lot there for you to digest. I'm very conscious and aware of that. Um, this is just a start for you. But the starting point is the zeitgeist is changing with promotion selection processes. It's my job to keep you up to date, keep your finger on the pulse the best as I can, uh, the best that I can do. Um, so I hope you find this podcast helpful. Um, as I've said, there are also some blogs that are aligned to this and these issues. There is also the masterclass and the digital toolkits that contain and talk about these issues. And at the end of the day, you know, there are issues, there are challenges for policing at the moment to reflect the um, communities that are being policed. Um, and at the end of the day, if you get this right, if the police service gets this right, it will leak. It will leak out into communities and they will then know that the police service is a good place to work. It takes these issues uh, seriously. It meets the needs of everybody to the best of its ability and therefore communities can have confidence in the legitimacy of the services being provided. Okay, um, I wish you the best with your promotion aspirations. You know where I am if, if you need me and I'll be back with another blog uh, in the near future. And until then, stay safe and I'll speak to you soon.